duermete niño, duermete ya, que viene el coco y te lleva, llevará. Duermete niño, duermete ya, que viene el coco y te comerá. Like she's even threatened me, like a drunk me, like tell Kui's coming. I'm like, I'm drunk, not stupid, all right? <laughs> <laughs> hey welcome back to mystery kink my name is chris and i'm leonard all right leonard last week we had to cancel because my children's got sick they got the last day of school cough you know i didn't know that was like a a word like we're saying like last day of school cough when you told me about that i'm just like what do you mean it's like when parents send their kids to their last day of school whether they're sick or not so they don't miss the last day yeah it's just it's it happens like i don't know if it's a thing it's just something i noticed uh when my daughter started going to school and she would just get like sometimes she'd get hella sick for summer vacation or like regular vacations oh well see i didn't really know that was really a thing but i mean since we're adults now like i guess we see like the other side of things you know every kid would show up sick at school you're just like damn like i wonder why and they're like well there you go yeah it happens it's fine they're they're better now uh i got a little bit of a cold because of them so Oh well, <clears throat> that's why I got sick time. Well, hell yeah, and don't forget. And what? So, how was the birthday, man? Because it was your birthday uh, this weekend here. It was cool. It was. I don't normally like my birthday. Like it's never really been a big deal for me. Like it's always been like yeah, it's another birthday. But my wife and kids really went out of the out of their way to make it awesome. Like they threw me a surprise party. My dad my barbecued and smoked a bunch of chicken. Hell that yeah, chicken came out fire. <laughs> Hell yeah. So yeah, normally I don't really care for my birthday. It's just never really been a, a non sequitur. Like the only birthdays that like I really you know miss and liked was when I'd go to your house and drink as a kid. <laughs> you mean a teenager. Yeah, I mean that but that was the uh that was the, my birthday plan for like four years straight. Like we'd go to your house, drink four locos, and then we would try not to throw up. Yeah, man, we just get smashed back in the day, dude. And I'm Man, I'm surprised. I think you even mentioned it, or I think uh, Daniel mentioned it. Like, surprised, like, you know, we're still alive, or we're still here, somehow. Oh, we were talking about that, yeah. We, we were crazy kids, dude. Like, we... And when I say, like, crazy, I mean, oh, ha, ha, like, we tipped over mailboxes and stuff crazy. Like, no, like, we were, we were a little over-the-top wild. I mean, like, my last birthday at your house was my 18th birthday, and I started tech, drunk texting my wife. <laughs> like, that's how we started talking and dating. Well, Amy, at least, like, you know, I made you uh, drunk text your wife and like, you know, you're good to go. You got you got smashed here. You're just like, you know what? I'm going to hit up a girl. And you happen to hit yeah. up your future wife and then boom, now she's your wife. Oh, yeah. And uh, today's Father's Day. We didn't record on Mother's Day. That way we could do something for our mothers and my and our wives or my wife. But uh, today's Father's Day. Uh, we're recording because that's what I want to do. Shout out to Father's Day. Yeah, shout to Father's Day, and we're recording because that's what I want to do for Father's Day. I want to record. It's not a. It's not a. It's not a. We don't hear or care about Father's Day. It's the, the father of the pod wants to record. Hell yeah, man! Yeah, it's so man, like you got your birthday and your Father's Day. A lot of stuff going on this weekend, dude. Yeah, usually my birthday falls on Father's Day, so it's like. I usually don't get two days, but this weekend I get two days. It's nice. I mean, soon enough at the post office, I'll get two days. But what are we talking about today? Because I'm pretty sure at work, you know, funny enough, we were talking about a Pacific cryptid and we're talking about the El Kakui today, are we? 
El Cucuy, the Hispanic Boogeyman. El Coco, El Cocoa, or El Coca, El Cucuy, the Coconut. Don't ask me why it's called the Coconut. It, it translates to the Coconut because it's a little brown hairy creature. <laughs> like a coconut. Like the coconut had like legs and arms. Yeah, I mean, it's not a coconut. It's a brown beast that can change shapes and size. It's a shapeshifter. Oh, uh, okay. A Mexican boogeyman or Latin boogeyman. Would you think as Bigfoot, like a coconut, brown and hairy? Yeah, I would think of like a tiny Sasquatch if I heard that. But this guy can like change shapes. He can hide under beds. He can, you know, do all kinds of crazy stuff that we're about to get into yeah let's get into it he sounds he sounds pretty he sounds pretty interesting what if he does any of like the hat man stuff let's get let's get into this he does oh really oh hell yeah he does completely and this is another la llorona type character in mexican mythology uh every hispanic kid is terrified of el cucuy and el cucuy is more of a a threat to children than it is a scary monster hispanic folks around the world Threaten their kids. If you don't listen and go to bed, El Cucuy will pull you under the bed. <laughs> you know, it's actually pretty funny. No, no, it's actually true because at work, uh, we were talking about this. I was talking to this uh, uh, one girl about the podcast and I asked her if she knew about, you know, the you know Latin cryptids. And then she mentioned El Cucuy. And then she even mentioned, she's like, yeah, we used to tell like, you know, kids like, oh, you don't go to bed, you know, El Cucuy is going to come and get you. Like, it's actually is a thing. She said, like, we always used to do that. Oh, dude, my my wife uses that on my kids sometimes from time to time. Not like as in like to scare them, but like, hey, like, go to sleep or El Cucuy is going to come around. <laughs> and they sing us a lullaby of, of, of in Spanish about it. Like, she's even threatened me like a drunk me, like El is coming. I'm like. I'm drunk, not stupid, all right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? All right, let's get into this, man. It's going to be pretty interesting. A young child is sent to bed for misbehaving. Being defiant, he lays in the dark, refusing to sleep. In the other room, he can hear his brother taunting him. Duermete, niño, duermete ya, que viene el coco, y te lleva, llevera. Duermete, niño, duermete ya, que viene el coco, y te comerá. What that really translates to is sleep, my baby, sleep, baby, do. The boogeyman's coming and he'll take you. Sleep, my baby, sleep, baby, do. The boogeyman's coming and he will eat you. I is. Parents <laughs> sing that shit to the kids. That's a that's a fucking lullaby. That's not that's not a scary story. That's a lullaby. Homie. No, it sounds like because like when you're even saying it in Spanish, it sounds like you know a lullaby. Like you would. Uh, sing to a kid and go fall asleep but so they're saying this but are they saying it as a lullaby like as they're like yeah. their kids know like they, they should can... like say this before they fall asleep or something because usually you say lullabies to sleep yeah this this is a straight up lullaby like and this is something they tell the kids before they go to sleep <laughs> so the the elco like most mexican and hispanic and latin stories are cautionary tales to keep you from being a bad person yeah and that's what El Cucuy is. But El Cucuy has taken on its own life and become the boogeyman. Like every every culture has a boogeyman. It's crazy. All right, let's let's learn more about this guy. This is this is actually is pretty good. I like the I like the whole song and everything. I didn't know he's gonna have his own theme song here. So this is this is pretty this is pretty interesting. Uh, the boogeyman is in every culture. 
Because of the myth's worldwide prevalence, it is difficult to find the origin or the source of legends. The first reference to the boogeyman was considered to be the hobgoblins described in England in the 16th century. That's that's how long the boogeyman's been around. It's even longer than that, but this is the first like actual factual mention of the boogeyman. I did not think a boogeyman and hobgoblins would be cons- like in the same uh, sense, to be honest with you. I mean, hobgoblins before that were like, you know, how like gremlins are like, oh, there's gremlins in your computer or there's gremlins in electronics. Like before that it was like boogeyman. And then it became before that was like hobgoblins in English, like folklore and mythology. Oh, OK. Yeah. Uh, many believe they were made to uh, torment humans and played pranks on each other and were just kind of dicks. <laughs> Kind of like gin, like that ties back to the gin where like gin were like are like purposely mess with humans. Yeah. So gin could be the boogeyman of Muslim culture and Middle Eastern culture as well. Ah. One noted a boogeyman is called the sack man. Now he doesn't got a sack <laughs> like that. In in many countries, um, there's a variant of the boogeyman portrayed as a sack man. A man who carries a big bag on his back and carries away naughty children. This is true for many Latin countries such as Argentina, Uruguay, Chile, Paraguay, Brazil, Portugal, Spain, and other South American countries like Nicaragua and El Salvador. Oh. Where he's referred to as Hombre del Costo or El Hombre del Saco. Or in Portuguese, Omando Saco. All of which mean the bag man or... El Robachicos, meaning the child stealer. Similar legends are also very common in Eastern Europe. Uh, Bulgarian, in Bulgaria, he's called Torbalan, the sack man, <laughs> as well as in Haiti and some other countries in Asia. So it's like they have boogeymen, not boogeyman, boogeyman or boogie people to be more correct. <laughs> boogie people have been around for years. You know what I mean? They've for hundreds of thousands of years. There are nightmares come to life. Yeah. El Coco, in Brazilian folklore, a similar character called Cuca is depicted as a female humanoid alligator or an old lady with a sack. Yeah. I don't know why that sounds funny. <laughs> I know why you think it's funny. <laughs> There's a famous lullaby sang by many parents to their children that says that Cuca will come and make you into a soup or a soap out of them if they do not sleep. Just as in Spain, the Cuca is also a character of Montero Lobato's Setillo do, do Picapayo Amarillo, Yellow Woodpecker Farm, an acclaimed and creative series of short novels written for children, which contains a large number of famous characters from Brazilian folklore. Cuca is like the female version of Cocoy. Oh, okay. And it's just like, um, it's not a brown coconut looking creature, which Cocoy's not necessarily a brown coconut like i know we were making that joke earlier but i don't want to get fixated on yeah that. uh el kakui is just a, a shape-shifting monster but it's like common form is a little brown critter that lives under your bed and tries to take you away el kuka is a female alligator lady or a lizard person a reptilian alien i don't know so it is like a small creature like are we talking about like as small as like a duende or something yeah it could be that small but it could also be larger than that because it's a shapeshifter. Mm. So it's because like nobody knows exactly truly what Kukui looks like because of the fact that it's a shapeshifter. But a lot of common reports are a little brown furry creature. Ah, uh, hmm. In the in the countries of the Middle East and Central Middle East, 
Children who misbehave are threatened with a creature known as babao. In Italy, the babao is also called lomo nero or black man. In Italy, he is portrayed as a tall man wearing a heavy black coat with a black hood or hat, which, oh shit, they have a hat, man. Wait, I don't re say that whole sentence. Go ahead. In Italy, he is portrayed as a tall man wearing a heavy black coat with a black hood or a hat, which hides his face. That's hat man. Dude, this is old school. So a hat man has been around for a minute. Okay. Is, is hat man Kakui? Is hat man the boogeyman? Is the boogeyman hat man? Is hat man a shapeshifter? I don't know. He's supposed to be a shadow person or like the lead shadow person. But now we're sitting here with the old Italy... <clears throat> With an old Italian story about a man who wears all black and has a black hat. Dude, do we... I mean, we never really talk about the hat man on the podcast. We might have to make nah. a hat man episode at, after this. Because they're literally kind of describing uh, the hat, hat man. man. Yeah, it's kind of wild. Like, did we just segue into a new series? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, I mean, like I've seen... I've never, like, I've never seen shadow people, like static shadow people but like when i was younger i'd like see like shadows out the corner of my eye but that could just be like a tired child's brain messing with their peripheral you know it's not necessarily like a like set in stone thing you know what i mean yeah like everybody sees shadows out the corner of their eyes but i've never like seen a full-ass shadow person just like how you doing <laughs> for real when an only seeing like an outline of a figure be uh be considered a, a shadow yeah if you saw a, a shadowy outline of a person, that's a shadow person. Okay. But, well, I mean, she wasn't wearing no hat, obviously. And that was, you know, shout out to that episode. That was actually uh, Tony Merkel's. Two, no, well, right? that too. And also we reset it on uh, the Tony Merkel episodes of the uh, professionals. Yep. You know, shout yep. out to Tony Merkel and Merkel Media. And this is wow. We might actually have to make a. I know we're going on a little bit of a rant, but this is actually fascinating. Did when you were researching this, is this saving caught catch your eye by any chance? No, not until like like I've re I've read it twice now, and it just didn't dawn on me till like right this minute. We're like, oh, we're talking about the damn Hat Man in early <laughs> Italy. <laughs> no, yeah, you know, you know, you know what? Maybe you know, shout out to the Hat Man. Maybe we do got a good episode, but. Yeah, let's get back in because this is getting way more interesting. It was interesting earlier, but I really hope Hatman pays you a visit, gives you some. Hey, -on -one why me? It's your birthday. It was your birthday weekend. Uh, it's Father's Day now, and I'd prefer to not be <laughs> pestered by the paranormal. But you're the dad. I'm I'm a yeah. single uh, guy with no that's, kids. That's perfect. You don't have to worry about nothing. Hatman come visit you. He's not gonna mess with no one. <laughs> He's just gonna mess with you. You're good. Hat man. <laughs> Sometimes parents will knock loudly under the table, pretending that someone's knocking at the door, and say something like, Here comes Luomo Nero. He must know that there's a child here who doesn't want to drink his soup. <laughs> Matt, what is with Hispanics, Italians? They they hate their children or something? Like they are really mean to their kids. Like <laughs> all the scary stories about like ghosts and monsters that are gonna take you away and Italians literally created Hat Man to like <laughs> take their children because they won't eat soup. Well, I think it goes back how it, back in the day. It's just like how how can you get somebody to because they know they need to eat their food as a parent. They like hey, that kid has to eat my food because I know their stomach's full, they're healthy, they're good. So they had to think of anything they can to make this kid eat. So. Why not make up El Kakui? 
Like I would, ju- I just tell my kids, go to bed. If you're not going to eat, no TV, no toys, no switch, go to bed. Yeah. You don't want to eat. You don't get to play. Well, see, don't don't forget though. I don't tell. I don't tell them the boogeyman's going to eat your fucking toes. Well, yeah, but we're talking about in the nineteen. Uh, what was this? It went all the way back up to nineteen fifty eight. No, no, El Kukui is still prevalent now, like very prevalent. Like all these creatures we're talking about are still around. Well, yeah, but I mean, like back in the day, like we didn't have like switch. You know, we had TV, but like we didn't have yeah, switch and all that. Shit. Back in the day, I had. A good smack upside the head, and that was it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was more simpler back then. To, I wasn't afraid of Boogeyman. I was afraid of dead. <laughs> <laughs> it is also featured in a widespread nursery rhyme in Italy. So here goes my Italian for the first time ever. Nina nana nina o questo bimbo acito do la daro al umanero che lo tiene un anno intero. Which means, lullaby lulla, who do I give this child to? I will give him to the boogeyman who's going to take him for a whole year. What a what a nice sounding song, but it's such a messed up meaning. You know, we're all talking about, like, you know, the Hispanic culture and Latin culture. I'm talking about all this. Like, man, do they just hate their children? Freaking Italians are same damn way. I mean, it- Italian and Spanish is very similar language. You, like, a lot of, like, uno, ui, dos, uh, doe. Like a lot of their Spanish, a lot of Spanish words are the same in English. I mean, uh, a lot of Spanish words are the same in Italian. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're not, they're not one to one, but they're pretty similar. Well, that's pretty cool. Luomo Nero is not supposed to eat or harm children, but instead he just takes them away for to a mysterious and frightening land. <laughs> if you thought my Italian was bad, just wait till we read the next one. The Butzmund, the Butzmann. Hey, say, so ain't you German though? I am German, but that doesn't mean I speak German. The Bootsman, Germanic folklore, has dozens of different figures that correspond to the Boogeyman. These have various appearances such as a gnome, man, animal, monster, ghost, or devil. Every gosh darn culture has a gnome. A gnome. That's Okay, so (laughs) we're about to end this Latin kick, but we're not going to stay away from Latin stories. We're going to be moving on to Duende soon. Thank you. Because every single culture has a gnome. Shit me. Every culture has a gnome. Native Americans, Canadians, Hawaiians, Mexicans, Latins, Germans, Irish, Icelandic people, uh, uh, Scandinavian people. Every Scandinavian people have rock elves. Creatures, little creatures, little people that live in the rocks of their country. Wait, you're talking about gnomes or elves? Same difference. What? A a gnome and an elf is not the same. They're little people that live in the rocks. Hmm. Yeah, they are. Are you sure? The elves you're thinking of are, are token elves, where they're tall and beautiful. That's a token elf from J.R. Token Lord of the Rings. Yeah, something like that. Elves are elves. Elves are actually little people, little creature, little critters that a lot of Scandinavian countries believe in that are interchangeable with gnomes. Huh. Oh, I guess I gotta look up more shit about gnomes and elves. Yeah, go look it up. Elves and gnomes are basically the same critter. I did not know that to be honest with you, dude. Yeah, no, no. Elves, elves in old old folklore are tiny creatures creatures or tiny little people that steal babies and replace them so we're gonna we're gonna move on from elves we will we will have a gnome slash elf probably a couple episodes honestly because duendes is gonna be its own episode uh native american little people also tying to aliens so that might be its own story there's a lot of we'll get we'll get we'll get on a little elf kick here soon <laughs> man you know what's funny though before we continue on I told everybody on Twitter, since like, you know, I write down the Twitter accounts, I'm like, we're doing the episode on Duendes. And we're not. It's El Kakui. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I mean, Kukui could shape shift into a Duende, so technically we're talking about all the Hispanic fears. I did not know El Kukui had this history like this. This is oh yeah, El Kukui, the boogeyman has a huge, 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 huge history. But we're gonna get back to them Germans <laughs> and the bad things they didn't do this time. Ha! They are sometimes said to appear at a very specific place, such in forest. Bodies of water, cliffs, cornfields, and vineyards. These figures are related to the boogeyman. Or these figures are called many different names, which are often only regionally known. One of those etymologies related to the boogeyman is the Boltzmann, which can be of gnome-like or demonic or ghostly appearance. Other examples of the Boltzmann, which is another variation, Der Schwarze Mann, the Black Man, another hat man. An inhuman creature which hides in the dark corners or under the bed or in the closet and carries away children. This figure is part of the children's game. Wer hat Angst vor Schwarzen Mann? Who is afraid of the boogeyman? I have to admit, though, German, Germans, uh, uh, I guess German English. Sounds It angry. just sounds weird. <laughs> yeah, I'm German. Like, it's just. Wer hat <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's always felt like you're just yelling at somebody when you're just talking. It feels natural, though. <laughs> it feels natural. As an angry white American, it feels natural to say those crazy words. <laughs> Back to El Cucuy, the Mexican monster of fame. Children are warned to avoid misbehaving or they will be taken away. Some parents use it as a punishment, although no one is sure... Where the story started, but people speculate that El Kukui is a cautionary tale to keep kids from getting abducted since that was a really big thing in the early 1800s. Mm-hmm. So, like, people would just come and, like, grab children and put them to work on a farm. What the? F- like, that was a really bad thing that was happening quite often. Shit. Like, they would just grab kids and slap them on a farm. Like, all right, there you go. This is your new life. You're a farmer. According to legend, El Kukui is the boogeyman monster found in Mexico. He is described as a frightening creature, small, misshapen, and hairy all over. Among the other distinctive physical characteristics, El Kukui is said to have large bat-like ears, red eyes that glow in the dark, and a set of large, razor-sharp teeth that can remind you of the barracuda. Mm, some sharp teeth. That's wild. If you have to bring in a barracuda to like, what up? <laughs> no, I'm saying some sharp teeth because it's a barracuda, dude. Like, I know what a barracuda looks like. Yeah, if you're bringing in a barracuda, like, its lower jaw is longer than its top jaw and it just has teeth hanging out. Like, that's... Yeah. The urban legend states that El Kukui attacks and abducts children who do not display exemplary behavior. So if they're not being good, they're going to get taken. Mm-hmm. And Liam Neeson ain't coming for you. <laughs> he can reportedly hide under the beds or inside closets of children for long periods of time and emerge suddenly when they are asleep in the dead of night and take the children away. Kind of like Krampus. Mm, yeah. You know, he takes children who are misbehaving, even though he's a Christmas character. Similar similar legends are all around. Yeah, for real. Parents in Mexico would often chastise and discipline their children with the threat of El Cucuy if they do not behave. For many years, this is how the legend has passed from one generation to the next and stayed alive. The legend also says that El Cucuy has the power to shapeshift and take on appearances of a faceless shadow, dark and dangerous. <laughs> it is this guy's that he would use to enter the rooms of children undetected. He would then proceed to watch them in silence for a long time, waiting for the opportune moment. When the moment arrives, he would strike, carrying the child off with him to his lair, situated deep in the mountains where he would proceed to slowly eat the child. So it's just like the Bootsman. It's a small creature. 
that can turn into a large black shadow. Like, yikes. How did how did a, a, a German folklore get to Mexico? Well, I mean, who made the, the folklore first? Like, was it Mexico or German? That's Germany. a good question. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, Mexico goes, I know, goes back to like 1274 for Cui. I don't know how far back it goes for uh, the Butchman. But also the Butchman is a um a regional variant of the name of the boogeyman they use because there's also the bullman and other creatures with the same name that do the same thing so it's hard to tell who got it first oh okay like it's kind of it's just kind of weird that like randomly germany and like you know hispanic and spanish and latin like kind of had like the same little whole deal going on it's kind of it's kind of a little bit different i want to think that or wouldn't have thought that. You know what I mean? The Germans, the Italians, and the Hispanic folks, three examples right here of people that are not closely connected. Like, at least Germany and Italy are on the same continent. How did it get to Mexico? Or how did they How did they concede or come up with the same creature? Yeah. Is it a collective psychic consciousness? Is it a creature running around between all these countries? You be the judge. Yeah. Good. It's like good questions that we need answers to. That's what this podcast is about. <laughs> One thought as to what spread or helped create the story of El Cucuy is Francisco Ortega. The crime of Gaydor was the name given to the 1910 kidnapping and subsequent murder of seven-year-old boy Francisco Leona in Gaydor Amiria, Spain. The purpose of the crime was to use the child's blood and body fat for a folk cure for a wealthy patron's tuberculosis. Uh, what, what the... What the... <clears throat> yeah, so there's... There's a form of brujaria which uses sacrifices of children. Another reason brujas take children. Uh, shout out to the last episode. Yeah, shout out. That they use fat and blood from children. And not like a chunk. You don't have to be a chunky kid. It could, you Everybody has fat in their body. Yeah. Doesn't matter if you're fat, skinny, or whatever. But they're taking that. That is wild. Yeah, it's, it's rough. It's very rough. At the time, it was thought, it was believed that drinking the blood of a human child and using their body fat as a cataplasm would be a good remedy for tuberculosis. Francisco Ortego El Munro, the Moor, had recently been diagnosed with tuberculosis and was desperately seeking a cure. He visited the local curandira Agostina Rodriguez, who was in turn sent for the barber and healer Francisco Leona. Leona had also had a criminal record and agreed to cure Ortega in exchange for the 3,000 reales, which is Spanish money. Leono, Leona and Julio El Tonto, the fool Hernandez, <laughs> a son of Agustina the healer, offered to find a child on the evening of June 27, 1910. Francisco Leona kidnapped Bernardo Gonzalez Parra, a seven-year-old from Riola, drugged him with chloroform and stuck him in a sack. So that's where the Sackman story might have come from and why they take children as well. That makes a lot more sense. I was like, I'm wondering what, what's up with this sack? Sound like a real more story. Like, why does this guy carry a sack? And then, well, there you go. I, I didn't mean to laugh at the fool, but damn it. It's, it. No, yeah, it's a funny name. El Tonto is the fool. It's just, that's his title. <laughs> it's not bad. It's not a bad title. Like, it's, it's better than El Moruno, like the Moor. What does that mean? I feel like that's going to turn out to be racist. And if it is, we, you know, precedently apologize if the Moor is a racist term, a racial term. But when we find out, we will apologize <laughs> now and we will apologize in the next episode. <laughs> the brother of Julio Tanto Hernandez, Joseph Hernandez, 
was to advise the client Ortega leaving his wife Elena to make dinner. While Julio Hernandez El Tanto distracted him, Leona covered the mouth of Bernardo Gonzalez Parra with a handkerchief bathed in chloroform. After that, both of them stuck Bernardo in a gunny sack, which is like a burlap bag, to move him to Cortillo. Leona laid Bernardo down on the table and held him down and held down by the others. He stabbed him in the armpit. Well, oh my God, an armpit. Yeah, dude, that would hurt. Ouch. That's it. That, well, your heart, there's no, there's nothing stopping access to your heart from your armpit. That's where a lot of heart surgeries go in from. Oh, wow. So you, it, like, when you stab someone in the heart, in the armpit, that's like potentially like, like a, a death kit, like a death shot. Like, that's like, it could be an immediate death. I never knew just that. Because that's, that knife goes into the heart and you're done. Yeah, I never knew, like, that was a good access point for a kill shot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the armpit, the human weak spot. <laughs> While August, Augustina Rodriguez picked up the blood with a cooking pot and gave it to Francisco Ortega, Ortega mixed his blood with sugar and drank it. That is some nasty tea. Uh, for real. After that, after that, they took the boy to a place known as Los Posaicas, where Leona killed him crushing his skull with a rock extracted the fat to make a compress to apply to ortega's chest so they made a messed up tea and vapor rub on their chest yeah it's kind of weird disgusting it's just it's what happens when you believe in brew however you sometimes yeah for real shout out to that episode by the way to finish the ritual bernardo's body was concealed in a crevice unburied but covered with herbs and stones located in los Pasicos. when distributing the actual three thousand and dollars Ortega paid him for his services. Leona didn't share it out equally, so Julio Hernandez turned in his brother and his uh, mom for the crime. Oh wow! So it wasn't the guilt. It wasn't feeling bad that he fucking murdered a child. It was he didn't get three thousand reales passed out evenly. So he's about money, apparently, man. Like to be honest, yeah. And this is this is where the boogeyman stealing you comes from. This is why you know. You're supposed to, you know, a lot because a lot of Hispanic stories, like I said earlier, are cautionary tales to keep people from doing bad things. Yeah. La Llorona is if you hear a woman crying, it could be a trick to get you stolen. Don't go near it. Um, there was the uh, the beautiful woman uh, and her son who we got the EVP of. If you see a hot woman in the woods, don't go near her because it might be a trick also to keep drunk dudes away from women as well. Like everything, everything in Hispanic culture is a cautionary tale, just like El Cucuy. The Cucuy's be good or you're going to get stolen. And it's also become a joke and a fear, but it's, that was El Cucuy. I mean, since we're, you know, looking up different cultures and everything, they have, like every culture has their different story, their boogeyman and everything. And the Latin culture just kind of likes to take a more deeper step to it, I guess, in a type of way, but it's just like, you know, you don't have to fear him, but don't forget if you do something bad, well, this guy's gonna come after you. This person's gonna be bad. So you better make sure you be good or he's never you're never gonna see these people. Exactly. It's like if you're good, you don't gotta worry. But if you're being bad, hide. <laughs> I mean, it was it was a way so that like, you know, a lot of a lot of Hispanic and not just Hispanic, old cultures were very abusive to their children. They'd beat the hell out of them. Yeah. A lot of these stories were invented so you wouldn't have to beat the shit out of your children. Mm. I mean, it just it is what it is. Like Germans, French, Italians, Hispanics, Japanese—they all beat the shit out of their children. They all came up with scary tales to scare their children into being good. 
because if you you know psychologically psychological punishment is better than than physical punishment because if you tell your kid be careful or the boogeyman is going to turn into your worst fear and get you now the kids look at the sh- you know the shadow in the in the closet and they're like oh my god that's that's john cena you know? <laughs> yeah and also by the way i was looking up when you were talking know. about the, the three thousand reels right now i don't know how how much it cost back in the day but if you want to convert that to the u.s dollar right now that's only 582 dollars so back then in the that was the 1910 so back in 1910 that was probably a small fortune especially in a small village area like they were yeah they would have been falling they probably would be yeah uh i mean and i was i was looking up real accounts of el kukui and seeing el kukui there's millions on reddit there's millions on the internet um they're all pretty similar as in i felt a small creature grab me and try and pull me under my bed i felt a small creature scratch my foot there's all kinds of stories like i didn't pull any like personal stories like i did last time with the brujas yeah uh just because there's so many stories and they're all super similar like but they're all interesting though too like i i spent probably about an hour or two reading stories and i was like this is pretty good but like it's just like they're all pretty much I saw a shadow step out and come and get me. And even though this episode was for Kakui, I feel like the hat man stole the limelight. <laughs> it it kind of did because I didn't know like El Kakui was kind of like the hat man or anything. It's everywhere. Yeah. Because like, believe it or not, the hat man's everywhere. Well, El Kakui could technically shape shift into the hat man. Yeah. The Bootsman, the Nero man in uh, Spain, like everywhere. It's, it's crazy. It seems like the El Kakui. Well, you know what? Maybe the Hat Man could be the El Kukui. We don't even know. Well, that's, that's just that could be honestly, that could just be one interpretation of what the Hat Man is. The Hat Man is everywhere, and we will get to him eventually. Because next week is Lenny's Grab Sack episode. It is, but it's not about the Hat Man, though. No, kind of regretting that now. But <laughs> <laughs> I be I didn't think we were even gonna talk about the Hat Man. So shit. Like it makes me very interested. I didn't either, and I I totally wrote the Hat Man. I I have notes on my phone uh, aside from my OneNote because like I'll like so like I do research in two places, like one in my like main screen and one on my side screen. Yeah, and I was like I totally wrote the Hat Man in my phone, but I was like I didn't put two and two. I wasn't like the Hat Man. I was just like oh the Hat Man, like <laughs> in German stories. Like now now I feel dumb as hell. I'm like <laughs> like you should have caught that. <laughs> But I kind of, I kind of cut off right off the bat when you said it. But yeah, that was yeah, me too. You caught me off back when you were like, "Hey, you said the hat man." I'm like, "I did, didn't I?" <laughs> I'm like, damn it. But that that was Kukui. Like, there's not much to really say other than like it is a. It's on the level of La Llorona, Brujas. Vampires aren't as prevalent as the, those those three. But like, if you're talking Hispanic culture, it's Yarona, or La Llorona, El Kukui. La Cadejo, the dogs, um, Duendes, like those are like the top, those are the top stories. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's interesting, man. And then, yeah, my next episode, which is still in the Latin, in the Latin area too. I kept it with it, by the way, since we're doing this Latin kick. We are going back to Haiti. That's the only thing I'm going to give you guys. Um, but it's going to be a, it's, it's going to be a pretty interesting episode and I'm just loving it. I kind of don't want this kick to end and it's actually not kind of ending, you know, since we're doing Duendes. It's not ending. We're just, uh, we're stepping away from the Spanish culture. We're going to give them a break. We've done, we did, we're going to do about five or six episodes in Spanish culture by the end of it. Yeah. So it's great. Uh, 
I know what your what your grab sack episode is. You do now. I'm not going to say it, but your grab sack episode has a part two. It theoretically does. Yeah, yeah I think I'm doing the part two, right? I think you are I'm doing the part two. Recently. Yeah, you're gonna do the part two, and then after that, we will do the Hat Man. Uh, the Hat Man's got me. The Hat Man got me shooketh, and I want to do the Hat. I can't man. believe we're actually gonna be doing the Hat Man. <laughs> I'm kind of really excited. Like, it's not gonna come fast enough. Oh uh, man, maybe that could be the start of season three. No, we got. We're only like eight or like we're only like six or seven episodes in the season two so we gotta we got a little ways to go but we might end the season by december though or november depending on the volume at our jobs no oh, it's gonna be a lot i can tell you right now it's gonna be a lot yeah we just want to make sure like we're up front about it like we we're both we're both employees where november through january is really bad so the episodes either might stop all together Mm-hmm. Or they might come out once a month, depending on how busy the flow is. Yeah. So we're just giving you a heads up now that the end of season two will be closer to November. And then we'll take like a little break and then we'll come back reinvigorated and ready to go. Yep, always. Because, you know, we work at the post office. So, you know, got to get that mail out. And everybody loves to order when it's near Christmas time. So we got to work those 712s. Or six twelves, all those crazy hours. Crazy, the pan, the pandemic really screwed it up for everyone. Yes, it did. Uh, all folks started using the uh, Amazon. They went from like a fifteen percent to like eighty percent usage in older people. Oh wow! So that's why we're like, I know it was that. Yeah, big. It's pretty bad. But that was El Kukui. You can find us on the Facebook at facebook.com slash mystery kink you can find us on instagram at mystery kink you can find us on the emails at mystery kink 2021 at gmail.com and of course you can hit us up on twitter at kink mystery and you can hit us up on telegram at mystery kink we've been throwing a lot of cool stuff actually kind of want to mention it apparently there is maybe a well allegedly i think it's the houston batman apparently appeared on Chris's birthday, but about in the 1950s. So oh. that might actually be an episode, though. It kind of sounds kind of interesting. Hopefully there's more stuff on that. But I would just like to mention the Houston Batman. thought it was pretty fast. Uh, f- pretty fascinating that it was on your birthday that it happened. Your birthday's coming up next. Yes, it is. July 2nd. Ugh, your birthday's coming up next. July 2nd. That's going to be cool. I will be in Vegas, unfortunately, on July 2nd. So, uh, And you know what? You know what you could do for me for my birthday? You could love some White Castles. No. <laughs> I'll get, well, I'm going to get White Castle. I'm going to go. Okay. You know what? We're going to get into this real quick. I know we ended the show, but we're going to get into this real quick. So my boy Leonard played up White Castle for me. I went to uh, Illinois for a jab interview in the earlier 2000s uh, for Amtrak, and I missed White Castle by like a mile before I had to leave. So I recently had White Castle in Vegas, but it was attached to that big, uh, that big truck stop. You know what I'm talking about when you're first when you're about to pull into Vegas right before you get to the strip freeway. Yeah, it's the last White Castle before you leave Vegas. Yeah, it's it's, and it's got that huge, huge gas station, uh, right? Beef jerky bar and truck stop area. Gas yeah, station. yeah, yeah. And I was like so jazzed and excited because I've been eating frozen White Castle for years because I love frozen White Castle. Like you buy at Stater Brothers or your grocery store. I went there and I ate it, and I was just like, I was like. This is the same fucking quality as Stater Brothers Frozen White it's Castle. It's not though. And I broke my boy's. No, you did. Like the chicken, the chicken rings, the chicken rings were amazing. I would go back just for the chicken rings. They're chicken nuggets in the shape of 
onion rings. <laughs> They're amazing. I like that better than the fucking hamburger. No. Now, I'm going to go to a different White Castle when I go back, and I'm going to give it another try. I promise you I will. Thank you. Please. But I will report back and be like, garbage. <laughs> oh, Speaking of which, that, that weekend, your birthday weekend, we won't be recording because I'll be in Vegas. So I'm just giving you guys a heads up. I'm taking a mini vacay. I wonder if I could go do something. I have work. I hate the post office. <laughs> oh, well, you know what they say in Vegas, though. Whatever stays in Vegas stays in Vegas. So that means your mystery. Except Terpies. That shit will follow you everywhere. <laughs> your mystery is our king. Have a good night, everybody. Have a good night.